you see kids play soccer, right? Little kids play soccer and everybody crowds the ball. It looks like, you know, a gang of kids just in a big clump. But if you see kids that are older, they play position. And so when they're in position, that's soccer. What the little kids are doing is not soccer. They're just having fun. And so your business needs to look like that where everybody's in their lane to the point where if Shannon brings in a referral, which she has, leads will come in sometimes from Shannon's network because she knows people and they know she's in the mortgage industry. She's not working on that deal on the side. It's still Becky's doing the client care part. Jules is doing the strategy session and Shannon is doing her role, which is the underwriting. And too many people, what they do is their team members are all over the place. They're like those little kids playing soccer. And you don't create an amazing process that's going to attract clients by doing that. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. In the show, I actually have an episode from my 10 Loans a Month podcast. So periodically, I don't do this all the time, but I'll share an episode from my other podcast channel that we started recently. I think we're up to 35 episodes, and it's called 10 Loans a Month. So if you go to iTunes or Spotify, type in 10 Loans a Month, the number 10, you'll find a whole other series of shows that I've done. And these shows are not interviews, they're solo shows. And so I don't know if you're aware, but we have an academy called 10 Loans a Month Academy where we have a whole bunch of amazing coaches and we help people that are making $100,000 a year, anywhere from 100 to 600,000, basically increase their income and reduce the number of hours that they work. And it's just a unique structure as well as some fantastic coaches. In this particular show, I talk about some of the things that we talk about on coaching calls. On this episode that I'm going to share, it's what I call the no prospecting method. And so my business partner recently, for the last year and a bit, and she did 60 some million last year, and she's pretty close to that already this year, she does no prospecting. And as much as I love prospecting and I coach on it, we show people how to do it. And you're like, well, how is that possible? And part of it, yes, there's been a lift for everybody who's got a successful business in the last year because of COVID and with what's happened with real estate. But what's really worked well for her is just her process is so dialed in that it actually acts like a magnet and it sucks in clients. And I do believe that she's going to have to prospect at some point. I don't think that this is going to be always the case, but certainly she's going to have to start prospecting. And so I just share with you some ideas in terms of when you get to a certain level in your business, if you do it well, you will have to prospect a lot less than you think. So I think you'll enjoy this and go check out that other podcast channel. I'd love for you to go review it, listen to it, subscribe, and that would be super awesome. Before we jump to that, though, I just want to give a shout out to our title sponsors. So Finmo has partnered with us so that we can continue to produce more episodes, more types of shows to serve the broker community. And I'm a big fan of Finmo, what they do. A couple of cool things about Finmo. One, they are a document collection platform and a submission platform now. That submission platform is new. And so they make it really easy for you to get documents from your clients. And so they're a Canadian company. So if you're American, listen to this. We know we have American listeners. I would go check out Flowify. It's kind of a similar idea. But for our Canadian listeners, Finmo is an amazing app that you can use to collect the application. It makes it simple for them as well as for you. And then it gives them somewhere to upload documents. So the awesome part is that instead of them emailing you docs, which I don't recommend, they're actually going into a portal that you can then give them a thumbs up or thumbs down. Does this work or doesn't? And it just makes it much easier for you and your team to manage the documents. Because documents are kind of a pain, let's be honest. It's one of the most 
time-consuming parts of the mortgage process, apart from waiting for you know responses from lenders and appraisers. So check out Finmo. You can go to finmo.com slash ILMB and check out what they're doing. And right now they're doing a Tesla giveaway. If you submit files through them, you get a draw for every file submitted. You get a ballot rather to get a chance to win a Tesla, which I wish I could win it, but I can't. So it is what it is, but it's a great platform. And check out this episode from our 10 loans a month podcast and subscribe, check out the rest of them. We're putting out an episode every week and they're short to the point. And they basically the idea is to give you something useful for your business every week. Check them out. Thanks so much. Hey, Broker Nation, welcome to 10 Loans a Month podcast. This is where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. And today I want to talk about what I call the no prospecting method. Now, you're probably listening to this going, that would be awesome. I would love to not have to do prospecting anymore. I would love to just be able to, you know, show up to work and business come sit on my lap and crank out all these mortgages. And so I want to talk to you about this whole concept and how it's actually working for my business partner. And even though, you know, I would like to see her to do some more prospecting, she's not and she doesn't have time. And so I'll explain why that is. So quick backstory. So my business partner, Jules Ferris, who runs our day to day mortgage business, she has not done any prospecting, I don't think in the last 12 months, maybe hardly at all. And last year, her volume went from 43 million to 63 million. And this year, she's already funded 50 million. And yes, there's definitely an uptick because of the market. However, she's still doing absolutely no prospecting. And so when I chat with her about this, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And what's happening is, is that her process is so good. So what happens from that first contact, decline for life, all the steps along the communication, it's so good. And the clients are so thrilled at the end of it that they are referring their friends. Realtors are referring people into her. And really, her prospecting is her process. So there's a few things that she does that makes this work really well. And I'll share those with you so that you can kind of think about, okay, how do I have a process so good that it actually will attract clients like a magnet instead of me having to go find clients? Now, I think there's going to come a point for sure. I know for a fact, actually, that she's going to have to do prospecting again. And that's totally fine. But if you do a really good job on your process, you actually can prospect significantly less especially if you've been doing this for you know a time and you have a database and you know you've got a lot of clients that trust you so first point I want to make on this is what Jules does is she does hard then easy and what I mean by that is that she does the hard work on the front end to make it easy on the back end so that the clients are so thrilled with it that they're like oh my gosh this was amazing I can't believe they're done already it's already approved I'm getting my mortgage this was so great and so how she does that there's a couple things first is when leads come in she doesn't call her leads, but the team calls them. They do an initial discovery call, you know, ask some questions. And, okay, next step. In order to get on a call with Jules, you actually have to fill out this application and get us these documents. So she has, much like Bernadette Laxamana, she has a no docs, no talk policy. So she's not even doing a strategy session if the person is not following her process. And what happens is, is that because you're finding the best type of clients to work with, so these are the compliant clients who get your value, want to work with you, you end up being able to create a much better experience for them because they follow the process. And at the end, they're like, well, that was amazing. The clients who fight you all the way and they don't want to do the work. You know, I always say if you let the client drive the bus, they're going to crash and it's always your fault. And so she never lets the clients drive the bus. And so if they won't follow her process, she won't work with them. If they call her up and say, oh, I got a major problem. I need to get this sorted in two days. You know, so I'm coming to you now. She's like, sorry, we can't do that. So she's going to say no to a lot more clients because if I know on the back end, this client's not going to be super thrilled with working with us, I'm going to say no to them sooner so I don't have to waste my time. And I know I'm not going to get referrals anyway. So why bother? Why bother taking on a client? 
just for a paycheck when you know that it's a dead end paycheck and what you want is you want a client who's absolutely thrilled with you so they refer you more people. So she does this hard on the front end, make sure that you put some hurdles in place so that it's easy on the back end and you can attract more clients. So that's the first kind of tip or takeaway from her business. Second is with her business, everybody is in their lane. So Becky, who is a client care specialist, she's having that initial call, you know, doing pre-approval follow-ups. Jewel's primary role is just strategy sessions. She's basically just doing strategy sessions with clients and signing appointments until recently, which I'll talk about. But she's doing strategy sessions and signing appointments. And then her team is taking care of Shannon, who's the underwriter of the team. So she deals with the processing, deals with the lender side. She deals with lenders, appraisers, and lawyers, and never talks to a client. Just make sure that the mortgages get funded. And then Jules can focus on strategy. And then Becky, of course, can fill in the gaps. And now they've added another assistant here recently. And what's happened is that because everybody's in their lane, it's like they know when it's their time to take care of it. So kind of like if you see kids play soccer, right? Little kids play soccer and everybody crowds the ball. It looks like, you know, a gang of kids just in a big clump. But if you see kids that are older, they play position. And so when they're in position, that's soccer. What the little kids are doing is not soccer. They're just having fun. And so your business needs to look like that where everybody's in their lane to the point where if Shannon brings in a referral, which she has. Leads will come in sometimes from Shannon's network because she knows people and they know she's in the mortgage industry. She's not working on that deal on the side. It's still Becky's doing the client care part. Jules is doing the strategy session and Shannon is doing her role, which is the underwriting. And too many people, what they do is their team members are all over the place. They're like those little kids playing soccer. And you don't create an amazing process that's going to attract clients by doing that. And so the second thing that she does, the first is she does the hard work first and it makes it easy. The second is everybody on the team is in their lane. They know their role and it's all designed to create an amazing customer experience. And then the third thing that I'd say that Jules has done an amazing job of is her customer journey. So when I first started working with her four years ago now, she was doing, I think, eight million in production. So we started working together and the thing that we work on all the time is our customer journey. So customer journey is everything that happens from first contact to client for life, every step of the process, what happens next, who does it, all mapped out end to end. And you got stages, of course, you know, the milestones that you kind of hit. And what happens is every time that she gets stuck in the business or wants to improve her process, we go back to the customer journey, we have a look at it, we have a conversation. And now in five minutes, we can uncover, okay, where do we find more time? So for instance, she's still crazy busy. And so we were talking about her loan process. And I said, okay, so look at the customer journey. What is happening on your signing appointments? She's like, oh, you know, some days I'm doing two to three signing appointments and they're almost an hour. And I'm like, so do you think you need to do them? No, not really. But I, you know, no one else can do them because that's not anyone else's role. She does strategy and signing. So we talked about implementing an adjustment, which was essentially, Jules, why don't you just record a Loom video, walk them through the documents, send it to them so they can look at it on their own time. They don't have to like, you know, set a meeting and show up and then they can digitally sign the documents just on the back. She's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'd never thought of this before. Of course, she's busy working in her business. So that's why she hasn't thought of it. She said to me, this is probably going to save me like two to three hours a day. So literally one small adjustment and you just go back to the customer journey, that little adjustment of, hey, make the question, do I have to do signing appointments? Is there another way to do it? We're able to save her two to three hours a day that she's currently doing anyways in signing appointments. And she's like, this is going to be such a relief because now I can like focus on some other part of the business. And so, you know, if you don't want to have to prospect as much or as hard, you need to have a really great process so that everybody's talking about you. Everybody's referring you. And that all starts with doing the really hard work on the front end, which is saying no to people that don't fit. It's making sure that they follow your process, fill out the app and the docs. You're not wasting your time with people that are not really committed to working with you. That's the first thing. The second thing you need to do is everybody on your team needs to be in their lane. They got to be in their sweet spot. 
yeah, you can be cross-trained, but you don't have people moonlighting and doing other things. It's like you stick to what you do best and get better and better at it and not be all over the place. And then finally, make sure that that customer journey is dialed in. And then whenever you get stuck, that's where you go. Like I do consulting with mortgage brokers and offices doing 60 million or more. And that's what I spend all my time on. We just go through their customer journey step by step. And then we figure out, okay, what do we need to tweak? Where's the inefficiencies? Where's the opportunity? And that's it. That is the magic sauce to creating an amazing process with your clients. So hopefully that was helpful for you. If you're interested in our academy, we've got a bunch of amazing coaches that have different superpowers. Go to 10loansamonth.com. You can get on the wait list the next time that we open up doors to that. You can check that out. We'll send you an info session. So go to 10loansamonth.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode and being a listener. Really appreciate you. The download numbers have been going up and up every week, which is super cool. I really appreciate that. And if you could take a minute to leave a review, that would be cool too. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.